ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Honestly, we're, we're, we're really excited um, to, play in, in, to play in the Gator Bowl. Every day we come out here to compete. That's what I can say about this team. We love to compete. And so, you know, every day there's really no days off with us. You know, we, we come here every day ready to work and just ready to get each other better because at the end of the day, that's all we can do right now is just work on ourselves and try to get each other better. Here come the Irish. What a run! Touchdown! Play of the year for the Irish. Welcome to the Indy on NBC podcast presented by Salesforce. I'm your host, Corey Robinson. We are here at the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. This is the time. Number 19, Notre Dame takes on number 20, South Carolina. Does this game matter? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. In my personal opinion, I don't think it really matters. Both teams are both teams are eight and four. Both teams have shown flashes of brilliance, beating some very good teams. And I mean, the only other way I could think about it is a very sad sizzle on the other side where you're like, how did you lose that game? So both teams, I think, are equally confusing going into this game. And I understand you want to put a nice cap to the, the, the first year of Marcus Freeman's uh, reign as head coach at Notre Dame. But to me, this is more of a formality more than anything else. Michael Mayer is not playing. Very smart decision. He declared for the NFL draft. Don't get injured. Um, you know, you, And then uh, Isaiah Foskey is not playing. He's going to the NFL as well. So when we look at this game, there are a couple questions that immediately jump out. None more important than, well, who's throwing the ball? Drew Pine announced his transfer, and uh, he ended up choosing Arizona State. So he's he's gone. Remember, he was the backup. And he, after Tyler Buckner got injured, came in and then took Notre Dame to win basically an 8-2 and two record. So um, including a pretty impressive streak there against some top 25 opponents. I think he matured tremendously um, as a quarterback. And this next step to me was quite honestly, was very surprising. It, it, I mean, it really shook me at, I was thinking why, but then I kind of went back and I realized that um, his time at Notre Dame was interesting. in the fact that there's always like the question of well, who's going to start is going to be Tyler Buckner. Is it going to be Drew Pine? I remember this was kind of the same question with Jack Cohn as well. Like, well, who's the number two, who's playing, this is a recurring theme during his time at Notre Dame. And you, and you think about, well, what is his dream? And once again, I, I don't know this. We're not privy to Drew Pine's thoughts. But it is fascinating in this era of college football where in four years you could, you know, in theory, go to four schools. Uh, so it's much more like a trade school preparing you for the NFL. If you get one year or a couple of years doing your dream, 
then that's not bad. That's not a bad answer. I mean, this guy grew up an Notre Dame fan. He idolized Brady Quinn, got to be the guy for a season, took him to an 82 record, won some big games. And that's that's awesome. Maybe that part of that dream was fulfilled for him. And now he wants to go be the de facto starter, the guy, have a chance to run a program for the entire season without looking over the shoulder. Who's coming back? Who's, you know, is this really my team? Is it not? And then maybe that is his next dream. Who knows? So I have empathy for that kind of thought process, especially in today's fluid kind of free agency uh, that, that is college football. But what does that mean for you and I, Notre Dame fans? It means that Tyler Buckner is going with the ones. And it's interesting because Tyler Buckner had surgery on his non-throwing shoulder back in September, which should immediately raise some alarms. You're thinking, okay, well, Tyler Buckner is an injury-prone guy. I think he's very talented. I'm very high on him. But the fact of the matter is that he gets injured often. He got injured in high school. He gets injured you know, in college multiple times. So I'm thinking, okay, I know they would never rush someone back, but it does give me pause to think, is this really the right decision for a game that, once again, does not matter? I feel like this is you're putting yourself in, a, in the program in a precarious position, understanding full well that you're probably going to go shopping for a quarterback in the offseason because college football is now like the NFL. It's never a bad time to go shopping for a quarterback. So you're, you're expecting, you know, someone's going to come in the transfer portal. But still, it's like, really? Just let him rest. My personal opinion. But Marcus Freeman came out recently saying that uh, Tyler Buckner is going with the ones. Steve Angeli is getting reps with the twos and Ron Paulus with the threes. So that's something to look at. I mentioned Michael Mayer is not playing. Michael Mayer caught a lot of footballs, caught a lot of touchdowns. Who will catch them now? Great question. I got a chance to sit down with Deion Colsey, who had really a beautiful game against USC. Finally, uh, a moment that showcased you know, his talents. I think this could be a breakthrough moment. I thought we were going to see that way earlier, uh, but he battled some injuries. Now, this could be the moment. He spoke to me about looking at that void on the office production, where he thinks he fits in, and also uh, how he's grown as a leader going into his junior season. Take a listen. And now it is um, my absolute pleasure to welcome in Dion Colsey uh, to the podcast. Dion, uh, first and foremost, I just want to say it's very nice to be able to sit down and talk with you. I um, I remember when Tommy Reese told me um, that earlier, I think it was, I'm not sure when it was, but he said one of the guys that we really trust out there is Dion. And I thought that was such an amazing thing for an offensive coordinator to say about a young receiver. So when, I guess, how do you build and how do you build up that trust at such a young age with the offensive coordinator? Um, I think it's just coming, coming to practice every day, coming into the, to the facilities every day, ready to learn, ready to work. Um, I just have a mentality that, you know, I get 1% better every day. Uh, the sky's the limit for what I can do. So I come in every day um, with my head down, ready to work, ready to learn. And just, just ask my coaches anything. Like if I have a question I ask, if I need – something to be um, talked to me more clearly about. I ask, like, I don't, I don't really hesitate when it comes to asking questions and, you know, figuring everything out. How do you get to that place maturity wise, you know, so, so young to be able to say, okay, well, I don't need necessarily to, to be graded on performance per se. It's more about getting that 1% better. That's a, that's a real big shift. You know, I, I I'm curious, where did that come from? Uh, well, actually coach Stuck does a really good time, uh, really good job of uh, expressing that to us every day. Just, making sure that we're at least getting 1% better, you know, um, as long as we're not staying. We, we, he doesn't want us to stay the same at all, you know what I mean? So 1% better every day, and, and you just build on that. Over time, you obviously become um, better and more productive player. So you, you are coming off of a big game, USC. Won, I mean, I feel like I feel like it was just recently, but it wasn't. It was like weeks right. ago. But uh, first career touchdown against that. Can you walk me through that 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 feeling? when you scored in such a, you know, insane rivalry against 
you know, the Heisman Trophy winner led team, USC. Uh, what was that moment like for you? Um, obviously, it was a special moment. Um, I've, I've, I've obviously been waiting for that one to come. Um, and I'm happy that it came in, in that game. Um, you know, I'm just trying to, towards the end of the season, once I got back healthy, I just wanted to, you know, just work as hard as I can and, and, and earn those opportunities and, and make sure that when those opportunities came, I could capitalize off of it. Who did you call first? Who was the first call or text after that after that touchdown? Uh, definitely my mom. Definitely my mom. Even though even though even though she was at the game, I still still afterwards she was the first one I celebrated with. Uh, she told my whole family, you know, it was a, it was a really big deal for us. Uh, what, what has been that journey like for you to to be able to go on that journey with your with your mom? I mean, it's not it's such a rare thing, you know. I feel like to to be able to have family, you know, go to those away games and stuff. Uh, so, what, what was it? What was it? What has it been like to walk with her in this journey? Um, it's honestly been amazing. Um, I can I can truly say my mom is my best friend. So like, just having her at every single game, like she didn't miss a single game this season, and and she's planning on coming to the bowl game, of course. So, just having her in the stands and knowing that you know I have supporters besides you know my teammates, obviously and my coaches. It's just it, it it gives me an edge and it gives me like you know a, a why to why I want to work hard and why I want to be successful. That's wonderful. I, I you mentioned the bowl game. I'm very curious right now, what exactly is the mood? Because when I was playing football, you know, everyone played in the bowl games. Like, that was right. just, like, a given. Everyone, so, like, no one opted out. And there were no transfers. <laughs> like, it was just, it was, like, a very interesting, it was very different. And that was only a few years ago. Now, what exactly is the mood going into this game? Um, honestly, we're, we're, we're really excited um, to, play in, in, to play in the Gator Bowl. Um, those who opted out have their reasons, and um, we, we don't really – worry too much about that like they do what's best for them and we respect that um we don't never you know go against any anything that will, will put people in harm's way of, of what they're trying to do so i mean all in all everyone's really excited to get down to the gator bowl and and, and really just show the country what we can do and for you particularly i i'm curious where is your mind going into this because you're coming off of this big game you had that watershed moment with the touchdown michael Mayer is not playing and so right. where all that production just like as as far as, as far as just like who gets receptions and like who's going to get the ball, you know, what where is your mind going into this game? Um, honestly, my mind's going the same place it's been the whole year. Um, just put my head down, go to work, um, come out here to practice every day and, and, and earn my earn my opportunities and earn the trust of the staff and the quarterbacks and, 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 and every every all eleven players on the field and just know that when the time comes I will get the opportunity and I just, you know, gotta make the most of it. Who have you been working out with quarterback wise? Um, all of them, to be honest. I've I've been working with all the quarterbacks. Yeah, and uh, so mo moving into this this game, it's so interesting to me that kind of like the downtime to then ramp back up to play an SEC opponent. Mm -hmm. How how have you handled this as a team? What exactly has been going on uh, in, in the weeks since USC and leading up to this? Um, honestly, we 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 knew what what type of challenge we have ahead of us. So, um, honestly, we put our trust in, in Coach Freeman, of course, to get us right on the practice end. And then we, we have all the faith in the world in Coach Bayless, our strength and conditioning coach, to make sure that we, um, you know, continue to be in shape, running-wise, strength-wise. So we're in the weight room still. We're still working out. We're still just trying to stay in the flow of things, preparing like we have a game every week, even though, um, you know, these past couple of weeks it's been down the road. So competition-wise, it's still, it's still like game level in practice with you guys? Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah yeah for sure. Um, every day, every day we come out here to compete. That's what I can say about this team. We love to compete, 
And so, you know, every day there's really no days off with us. You know, we, we come here every day ready to work and just ready to get each other better because at the end of the day, that's all we can do right now is just work on ourselves and try to get each other better. And now let's kind of go back a little bit because just, just humor me for a second. This season, there was a lot of hype coming into this season, you know, top five ranking and then a, a tough start and then just kind of like, y'all were rolling. So, like, can you, I guess in your own words, how would you describe being, you know, in the middle of that? Like, what, what was that like for you? Um, I will honestly say, um, Coach Freeman says this all the time, and I'm just going to kind of reiterate that. It's just like the bumpy road to better. Um, you know, all, all the times that you think you think you think everything is going to go in a straight line, but it's always some bumps, some curves in the line that that you have to be ready for and that you have to face. Um, and and obviously at the beginning of the season we had those bumpy roads and those bumps in the season, but we were able to, you know, come together as a team and, and really figure things out. And and after that we just started to roll. When when was that moment? Was there like a specific defining moment where everything just kind of clicked? Looking back, um, I, I couldn't really be specific about um you know a specific moment i just know after those first two games you know we obviously had a bitter taste in our mouth because we didn't we didn't start the season how we obviously wanted to start so i think we came back um with each other and and got everything corrected and you know we just looked each other in the eyes and and held each other accountable for everything and just we started to roll on and click from there so when just going back to you um, personally for a second too it's so interesting to me when you look at okay well how do you assess the past season now it's like that's set in stone and then how do you move forward so you know that first question how would you assess your season personally and, and what were you satisfied with what were you you know dissatisfied with um i feel like i had a, a decent season for the circumstances um i came you know early on in the season i was battling um a knee injury and so I wasn't really feeling 100% myself until midway through the year. Um, but once I did start to feel um, 100%, um, I was very confident in what I what I could do and what I was capable of doing. Um, and then just from there, it was just all about coming to work, getting better every day, learning things from my, from the DBs, learning things from from the receivers, from my coaches, just trying to trying to be a better person, better player every single day. And and as long as I kept doing that, those opportunities would come, and I was able to um, show that towards the end of the season. And then moving forward, you know, looking at this game, particularly this bowl game, the Gator Bowl, but then also in winter workouts in spring, where, what are you focusing on as, as an individual? Um, honestly, I'm focusing on everything. Um, you know, obviously coming into next year, I'm going to be a junior, so I'm going to have to be, you know, a leader leader for the wide receiver room and and, and the guy that, that we can 100% depend on. So just, just working on every all aspects of my game, you know, my leadership, my speed, my hands. Um, just every little detail that I could possibly do just to just to make sure that I'm ready and I'm prepared for next year. And this is the Indian on NBC podcast. So I always love to ask, you know, about the student part of the student athlete. So, you know, what are you studying? Where where was your first dorm when you first got on campus? Where did you first live? What dorm? Uh, I lived in Siegfried Hall. That's oh, my nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, do you have like any favorite, you know, traditions that as far as campus traditions or dorm traditions from Siegfried that you that you loved? Uh, we had this kind of strange chant, but it, but it was kind of cool sometimes. It's kind of like Siggy, 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 Oi, Oi, Oi. It was kind of weird, you know, but <laughs> I mean, it, it was cool. It was cool sometimes. When would you deploy the Siggy, 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 Oi, Oi, Oi chant? Uh. It would honestly be random moments. It was more more towards the beginning of the year when we were kind of doing the whole uh, campus, getting to know your, getting to know the campus, getting to know your dorm type of thing. And then 
obviously all the, the, the events and things where, you know, you're doing this together. That's kind of the moments when we did that. What are your favorite Notre Dame traditions beyond just Siegfried, just, just in general? Um, honestly, that there's, there's, uh, a chapel in every single in every single dorm. Um, I think that's very. I think that's a great thing for people to be able to go into any dorm and know that, that there's a place for them to worship there. Um, I just love. I love how everyone is, is, is wants to better each other, um, and no one comes in this um, looking for themselves. They're always trying to look out for others and, and support the community as well. What What is your favorite chapel on campus? I mean, there are some really cool ones. Uh. Well, obviously the Basilica, but 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 besides that, the only other one I've been in, honestly, is Siegfried. Got you, got you. If you can make it out to the Log Chapel, I'm telling you, that is like so so cool. Um, you know, what, so with the, with finals too, it's so interesting. You know, just kind of like give us a, a window into your life because you're playing such big games, and then you're also doing everyone else is doing with finals. How did you manage? You know, like the stress levels of like, okay, I got finals at a top 20 university in the world and I got, or sorry, in the country. And I also have to go play, you know, the South Carolina. <laughs> um, Honestly, it's not really as hard as it seems. It was just, you know, you have to work on your time management and, and dedicate time to football, obviously. And, and when those hours are up for football, you have to like make sure you dedicate time for school and to get your schoolwork done or it, it could all come back to haunt you for sure. Um, but as long as you, obviously, like I said, as long as you just, manage your time well and, and know when and when not to be doing things, then um, you'll be, you'll be great in that area. Uh, what are you, what are you studying? What's you, what did you decide on major wise? Political science. Why? Um, it seemed more interesting to me than I was, I was in finance at first and I quickly figured out I'm not really a numbers guy. So um, switched over to political science um, route and, and it's a lot more writing intensive, obviously than finance. So it's, it's a little more up my alley. So just one last question on class. What, what are some of your, I guess, if you look back, do, do you have any favorite, like, all-time classes? That just, like, you know, a professor or a class that just really blew your mind? Mm. Honestly, I would say Portuguese 1, which I took this, this past semester. Um, that was a really fun class. It, it was a different language. I, didn't, I, I had to take a language, obviously, and I didn't, I didn't want to take Spanish, so I decided to switch things up and take Portuguese instead. And then I found out I really liked it. Yeah, that, that is, I also took Portuguese. Uh, I had Sandra Teixeira and she was like the best professor ever. Uh, okay, so my last question before we wrap it up, I know you're a busy guy. Uh, what are your New Year's resolutions? New Year's resolutions? sharing them. Um, do you even do New Year's resolutions? Is that a thing that you do? I, I really don't, honestly. So that's a tough question. Um, Football related or just in general? Yeah, I mean, well, if you don't, if you don't do New Year's resolutions, do you do you have like a New Year tradition? Yeah, do you like do like what are your holiday traditions normally? What do you like to do? Uh, normally, I celebrate New Year's with my family. Obviously, um, we usually go to church for New Year's. Um, that's just the thing we've been doing since I was a little kid. So we we normally go to church for New Year's and 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 celebrate New Year's there. Um, and then just walk into the New Year with a, with a fresh set of eyes and a clear mind. That's all you can ask for. Well, thank you so much, Dion. I'm so excited to watch you continue to blossom as a receiver. Uh, like I said, you're one of my favorite receivers to watch. So it was really cool to kind of see you have that moment at USC. I hope you continue to build on it, man. So uh, best of luck to you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... 
get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This podcast is presented by Salesforce Customer 360, the world's number one customer relationship management platform. At work or on the field, teamwork leads to amazing things. Unite your marketing, sales, commerce, service, and IT teams around a single shared view of every customer so they can work together and wow at every opportunity. Learn more at salesforce.com slash customer 360. Thank you, Dion. Uh, and also, I just want to say, we, we did that interview moments after Argentina won the World Cup. And I was watching on Telemundo. And um, Andres Cantor was just screaming, you know, uh, Argentina, campeão del mundo. And it was just like the most beautiful. He started crying. It was like the most amazing moment. And I was like, Dion, are you watching this? Because everyone was watching in the locker room. Um, so we're going to talk about soccer for a little bit. This is very exciting. I, of course, love watching the offensive line in Notre Dame do anything. I'm a a huge offensive line, very pro offensive line, but that run game has been so good for Notre Dame. Of course, it's going to be good at this level too, but the the receiving game, I am very curious um, to see if Dion can fill those shoes or whoever else might step up. Will they still have chemistry? Um, I mean, being away for that long is a long time, especially when you're going against the South Carolina team that's coming off some big wins. And, And this is, this is important to note. We're talking about Tennessee top 10 and Clemson top 10. I understand Clemson. We never know like just how good they are in the sense of like national championship contenders or a good bowl team. You know, it's, they're still good, obviously, but it's confusing just how good they are. But those two teams that South Carolina beat back to back, mind you, are playing in the orange bowl. So that South Carolina team is the one that we might see uh, on December 30th. If that's the case, then that QB wide receiver connection could be very, very, very interesting. And also, you have to mention Spencer Rattler. Uh, so he's actually playing in this game, which I think is probably an interesting decision. Most times I would say, don't play, don't play if you want to go to the league, uh, because you can't afford to get injured in a game that does not matter. However, I do think this is one of those instances where you can, if your play is inconsistent or has been inconsistent, and you want to really silence some of the doubters and the critics, this is a way to kind of put an emphasis, an exclamation point, much like how you would play in like, you know, one of the, the senior games or senior bowls um, where you get like a week of practice to get in front of scouts, just to let people know, hey, like, I'm for real. These are some of my abilities or I didn't get to showcase these talents in my system that I played in college. So if Spencer Rattler plays like he plays um, like he did against Tennessee, where he put up over 400 yards and six touchdowns. I think that's a very good outing for him. 
Um, so I understand why he might do that. Other opt-outs um, for this game, it's important to mention running back Marshawn Lloyd uh, announced his transfer, uh, best running back on that roster, and the defensive back Cam Smith uh, also going to the NFL. So there's going to be some missing stars on both sides, but it should still be an interesting game. Cheer on the Irish Friday, December 30th at 3.30 p.m. when they take on South Carolina in the Tax Slayer Hater Bowl. Thank you so much for tuning in all season long and going on this journey with me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's been a pleasure. Stay up to date on all things Notre Dame on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. With that, Happy New Year, and go Irish. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.